Welcome to Pastor's Class, a Bible study program brought to you by Tim Say Ministries and Crossover Church. We pray this podcast will help enrich and strengthen your walk with Jesus Christ, and that it will lead you to read and study the scriptures more often. For more information about Tim Say Ministries and Crossover Church, please visit www.crossoverchurch.tv or give us a call at 301-927-5620. Well, welcome. I'm Minister Ron. This is my lovely wife, Minister Rose. Good evening. Good evening. I'm going to have to put my glasses on. Good to see y'all guys again. And we're going to do a quick, uh, quick review of what we went through last, last week for those of y'all that wasn't here or those who couldn't attend or whoever just want to be refreshed. Amen. Okay, we spoke on um, unforgiveness, the silent killer. And y'all was there, we remember, we talked about that a lot, a lot about that unforgiveness, the silent killer. We went over that a silent killer comes into your life like a thief in the night when you least expect it to come. We also covered that it is very important to pay close attention to symptoms that occur in your life and in your marriage, because symptoms are very important to, to be aware of. Every symptom that comes into your life is a pre-warning that something is about to occur. Every symptom that comes into your life is a pre-warning that something is about to occur in your life and also in your marriage. We we are defined with a symptom, which a symptom is a sign of the existence of something, especially of an undesirable situation. So couples and everyone, please pay close attention to the symptoms that come into your marriage. Amen. It's there for a reason. Amen. Amen. And we also said that, of course, unforgiveness is the silent killing in your marriage, and it's waiting to make it smooth. As soon as you have some type of argument or disagreement, and you two don't dissolve it with forgiveness, the silent killer of unforgiveness is ready to step in yes. and have its way in your marriage. You cannot, remember what we said last week, you cannot allow unforgiveness to just sit in your relationship because it's not just sitting there. It's waiting to come. It's waiting to steal. It's waiting to kill. It's waiting to destroy. So when you think about it, there's no such thing as unforgiveness just sitting there doing nothing. It's the lie of the devil. And Satan loves for us to walk in unforgiveness because when we do, he has the advantage. And he knows that it will turn the unforgiveness into resentment resentment and for and to bitterness the devil also knows that unresolved unforgiveness will cause a host of negative symptoms in our lives and in our marriages that's why we must always remember to stay on the road to forgiveness and we also went over a few points i'm not going to go over the consequences because we did say that there were consequences when you walk in unforgiveness. But I'm just gonna go over right quick, I'm just gonna list them. We talked about the things that happens to us that causes us to walk in unforgiveness. And the three things were what was done to us. Things that was done to us, yes. What was said to us and what was taken from us. Those are the things and there was, there was consequences as well. But, you know, like, like, I, like we were saying, you know, if you weren't here last week, feel free to purchase the um, CD or the DVD. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So that was our quick review. Okay. So moving on. Tonight, we're going to conclude the series 
um, that the Tillman started was called the win-win. Mm -hmm. I think fighting it was something. The win -win. Fighting the win-win, where um, Tillman and LaShaw started and we're concluding it. And it, the, the title, it was very good. We want you to win in your marriage. It's, that's very important to us. We're head of the marriage ministry of this church. So marriages to us is very important. We pray for you guys all the time. So um, it, that's so important to us. But tonight's lesson is called The Power of Forgiveness to Restore a Marriage. Amen. The Power of Forgiveness to Restore a Marriage. So why should we forgive? Where, you ever ask yourself that question? Why should I forgive that person? You know what I mean? Especially if they've done something wrong to you. Right. you know, let's talk about that. I'm going to define the word forgiveness. Forgiveness is the intentional and voluntary process by which a victim undergoes a change in feeling and attitude regarding an offense. I know it's a lot, but I'm just going to say it. You don't have to get it, write it down. Let go of negative emotions such as vengefulness with an increased ability to wish the offender well. well. Mm -hmm. I know it's a lot, and I was going to cut it, but something about wishing that offender well, mm, that, that really goes to the core of forgiveness. Amen. It really does, you yes. know, when somebody do you wrong. And we actually got that um, definition from the... Um, Wikipedia? Wiki, Wiki, Wikipedia? Wikipedia? Is that how you pronounce it? Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. So what kind of power do we forgive? What kind of power do forgiveness have? You know, we're talking about the power of forgiveness. You know, have you ever thought about that before? As Christians, we were given the power of... We was given power on the day of Pentecost. You know, from that day until now... We have God's power, the Holy Spirit living inside of us. In Acts 1 and 8, but ye will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. He teaches us, the Holy Spirit teaches, teaches us, and yes. guides us in all areas of our life. He is our helper, and he also gives the power to forgive one another. And I underline this part, if we choose. We all have a choice. You know, if we choose to do it. Mm -hmm. We have to choose to do this. That's it's intentional. Right. You have to be intentional about choosing to forgive, especially yeah. your spouse. Amen. Okay? Amen. And then we actually looked up the word power. And power, when you're walking in power, is the ability to do something or to act in a particular way. So God has given us that power, as we say, dunamis power, to be able to, to walk in forgiveness. It's inside of us. It's inside of us. So it's up to us to bring it out. It's up to us. And when we forgive, guess what else? It releases us from some type of obligation. We are not saying what the other person did is acceptable. We are simply releasing the other person's obligations to us. Release it so we can be free and we, you know, not hold on to unforgiveness. That's the only way. We have to release it. Amen. Like we said last week, if you're trying to do this forgiveness thing in your own strength, you won't be as successful. Amen. Because we need God in everything that we do for it to really last, for it to really last. If we do it in our own strength, it is going to be temporary. And you know how we always say, but God, but God, doing it in God's strength will cause you to produce much, much fruit, fruit, much fruit. 
-hmm. We must say, we must stay connected to God at all times and do things his way instead of our own way. We must do things his way. You know, like Pastor taught on his sermon this Sunday, slip, slide, and abide. I keep wanting to say slip, slide, slippity slide. No, I keep, I kind of said it Sunday, but, but slip, slide, and abide. You know, Pastor said, fruitfulness will come out of abiding. Amen. Fruitfulness will come out of abiding. And a part of producing good fruit is forgiving. So if you're forgiving, you are showing that you are producing good fruit. Amen. Amen. One of the fruits of the spirit. Amen. And when you think about it, you know, and as you read and as you study, we see that the entire Bible speaks of the coming of Jesus and it's based on forgiveness. forgiveness. It is truly based on forgiveness, forgiving us for our sins, for what we've done. It's based on forgiveness. So that should show us the importance of forgiving one another. We always have to forgive one another. Stand on God's word. Amen. Stand on his word. Take heed to his word. Amen. Yes. Col Colossians 3 and 13 says, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. You know, that scripture start out with bearing with one another. You know, sometimes we can read over that part so quick. Bearing with one another. You know, sometimes it's hard to bear with some people, especially somebody that offended you. Offended you, yeah. And that's doing you wrong. It is really hard to bear with them. You're like, I can bear with you, all right. Uh -huh. All right. So, <laughs> so, we, so we have a few points for walking in the power of forgiveness. Right. And mm -hmm. the first point is forgiveness pleases God. It truly does please God. We're walking in obedience and we're doing his will. We're doing his will. And when we're walking in obedience and doing God's will, you know what it's doing? We are growing closer and closer to God as we're walking in his obedience. So we're pleasing him in that respect. We're Amen. pleasing him. We're walking in love and grace. And that, that pleases God for us to love one another. His word tells us to love one another. It doesn't say, you know, love him sometimes or today I'll love him, tomorrow I won't. It says to love one another, Amen. always to love one yes, another. Yes, Amen. Yes, yes. And it also said, and our next point is you're free to worship God in spirit and in truth. You know, being free to worship, it allows you to engage in the worship experience. Because a lot of times you can, you know, have unforgiveness in your heart or things are going on. And guess what we do? We walk in, instead of us praising, we're just kind of standing there doing, you know. Look, looking at everybody else, have a good time praising and worshiping. And, you know, and, something, you know, and we're not saying that this is, this is the exact reason, yes, but right. this can be one of the reasons why you don't come in and you're not free to lift your hands and say, Lord, I love you. I give you glory and honor, Father God. You know, or, or walk through your house or in your car and sing praises unto the Lord because that forgiveness does that kind of stuff to you. It makes you don't want to lift your hand. It, it, it makes you not want to be free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, forgiveness will also cost you something. It will cost you something. You know, you must humble yourself and allow and swallow your pride, especially when someone done you wrong, mm -hmm. you know. And, and, and sometimes for us, 
for some of us, that's hard because some of us are very proud, prideful. Prideful. You know, but we should swallow our pride and we need to humble ourselves. You, need, you must let go, you must let go of the wrong that was done to you. And you know, when we say let go, we mean let go of it. You know, because we can let go of something for a month or two, you know, and then, 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 then as soon as she bring it, say something that has anything to do with it, pull it right back up again. You know what I mean? So that's, that falls right into the next point where it says, when we forgive, we do not bring it up again. We do not bring it up again, you know, because what, what is the purpose in going through all of that work of forgiving and all that stuff, and then you're going to keep dragging right. this stuff right. back and forth and keep bringing it up? Why did you forgive anyway if you're going to keep bringing it up? And this is one thing that we need to learn to do, too, is say, for instance, you, you know, gone through it and had an argument or disagreement, and you're walking with unforgiveness, right? And then all of a sudden, you're trying to forgive. So I was like, okay, I'm going to forgive you this time. I'm walking forgiveness. Thank you. And Appreciate then all of a sudden, that, that thought sparks. It comes back in your head. What's the first thing we do? We, we want to fly off the handle again. He said to remember it no more. That's what the word of God says. God forgave our sins, and he said remember it no more. But we tend to remember it constantly. You know. Constantly. We need to let it go. You know, Isaiah 43 and 25 says, I even, I am the one who wipes out your transgressions for my own sake, and I, and I will not remember your sins. You know, so if God can forget our transgressions, the thing that we do against him, and, and forget about them, and let them go, and don't continue to bring them up when we mess up again, like, you know, when we was having an altar call down, you know, the Lord didn't bring up anything that we talked about last week or the week before, mm -hmm. and brought it back in front of our face and said, you remember? remember he didn't what you do did? that. Mm -hmm. He didn't do that. So, you know, he's an example for us. Amen. This is how we're supposed to conduct That's ourselves. Right. So we see that forgiveness is not easy. It can be hard, but yet it's the right thing to do. It's the it's right, right way to, to walk. You remember to that movie, God. Do the Right Thing? To remember that movie, God. Do the Right Thing? Do the right to thing. To cause you something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's important that you have in your mind to always try to do the right thing. And the right thing is not our way, it's God's it's way. It's God's way. You know, mm -hmm. so we have to study his word so we'll know really the right thing to do. Amen. You know, not what mom and them taught us back, we thought was the mom right thing to do, what the word is telling us to That's do. Right. Amen. That's the thing. That's the key. Now, the next point is forgiveness causes a release in our lives. And we find that when we walk in forgiveness, the burdens are lifted. You know, we were talking last week about being in bondage. But when we walk in forgiveness, we're no longer in bondage unless you choose, unless you choose to be. Yes. It takes away the heaviness in our hearts. Um, remember, uh, there's an expression. You ever have something going on and your heart seems real, real heavy? And, you know, you use that expression, my heart feels real, real heavy. And then when it's resolved or the issue is over and you say, ooh, whoo, I feel like I just had a weight lifted off of me. Yeah. Well, guess what? Forgiveness causes that type of release in our lives. Yes. Amen. And it also causes healing in our relationships where we are able to actually forgive others as well as ourselves. That's one of the biggest things. Sometimes we walk around and we walk around in unforgiveness and we, we don't forgive ourselves. ourselves. But when we forgive ourselves, it releases us and causes us to release the healing 
that we need in when we forgive ourselves. Forgive Amen. Ourselves. Yes. And the last one is it brings peace and restoration. It actually brings peace and restoration. Uh, restoration. I mean, restoration. Me. Restoration. Okay. I can't say that word. Right. When forgiveness releases itself in our life, it's like cutting the chains that bind us, and it is a way of letting go of the past. And you are no longer allowing that person or that thing that has caused you harm to take control of your life. Because if you keep thinking about it, keep remembering it, guess what? You allow that thing or that person to actually take control of your life. life. That's right. So it's time for us to start releasing you know, that. So it caused healing, and healing is good, but the restoration part of it, when I see that, that's the part where you move, begin to move on with your relationship. You're not just sitting there anymore. You're actively doing some mechanical things to say, let's, the healing part is here. Let's move ahead now. Let's move on. Let's not stay where we are anymore. Okay? So now this is the part of the lesson where we're going to show you guys some practical steps, some practical steps to take when you're, when you're walking in the power of forgiveness. We're real practical people. That's something that my mother used to love about me. You know, Christmas time would come, and between me and my three sisters and my brother, we would all buy gifts, and she would always say, you always buy me what I need. <laughs> my, daughter, my sister and I would buy her this outfit. She said, I don't know when I will ever wear that thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be this fancy, and I know they paid like three times more than what I bought, you know. But I would just that's buy because, something she needs. That's because he was the favorite. So, okay, uh, so we'll leave it at that. Uh, okay? So, so scriptures tells us in James, James 1 and 19, this you know, my beloved brother, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Hello? 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 Hey, babe. I love. How you doing I, I'm today? I'm doing good. How you doing today? Good. I'm doing good. Good. What's up? Um, I just wanted to let you know that um, I just got a call from the mortgage company. Mortgage company? What? And they were saying what? that, you know, um, something no. about the payment. No, uh-uh. I pay the mortgage every month on time. Uh, I don't know what they talking about. They, they crazy. I, no, I, they're wrong. Uh-uh. Uh, no, uh-uh. Yeah. No, I'm not having this. I'll talk to you later. I ain't got time for this. You're not, Bye. You're not. Uh. Okay, right here. Right here. Right here. I, I thought of some other things, but we went there. Right here. We want to show you an example of how to apply scripture. Couples, when you are about to argue, try to apply God's word to your situation by being quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Uh-oh. <laughs> Who keep calling me? There, go on it. Okay. Hello. 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 Hi, honey. Hey, how you doing, baby? I'm fine. I'm just calling you back. Oh, uh, um, what's up? What's going on? The mortgage company just called, and they said that um, the payment is fine. It oh. was just posted to the wrong account. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I, I should have. <laughs> I, I got to swallow my pride. <laughs> no. 
But, yeah. I, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I was so quick. I was, I was just so quick, and it upset me and That's angered right. me so quick, and I jumped off the high handle. Right. And, I, and, and I apologize. Do you forgive me? I forgive you. You do? I'm sorry. Thank you so okay. much. I love you. All right. See you love tonight. You too. See you tonight. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Applying God's word. Okay. So that, so that next um, scenario, as you all could see, um, the word is telling us that we should be quick to hear. Quick to hear. And we should be listening with our ears and our hearts. Listening with the motive that you want to help resolve what's going on. Not like he was listening at first, because he just, he really didn't listen. He was slow to hear me. I heard he mortgage and I heard time. I didn't pay. Right? And, and, the word, <laughs> and the word of God tells us that we are to be quick to hear. Quick to hear. Quick to hear. Matthew 11 and 15 says, he who has an ear to hear, let, let him, him hear. hear. Let him hear. Amen. And the next thing was slow to speak. You know, instead of trying to get the last word in, you know, he was trying to get his point across. You know, and I, I didn't even get an opportunity to say anything the first time. So what we need to do is take our time, think about the consequences that it could, you know, what could happen, and think about what you're going to say. I mean... Is that thing what you're getting ready to speak out of your mouth going to bring healing to the relationship or is it going to bring division to the relationship? Is it going to be words of encouragement that you're speaking to your spouse right. or is it going to be words of discouragement that right. you're speaking to your spouse? Amen. So we need to be slow to speak. Slow to speak. Slow to speak. And not Amen. like slow to not like that. Not just not. slow to speak, okay? Just because, just in case you're slow. Anyway, then we got slow to anger, you know. And I'm not saying slow to anger, saying that um, that you will never get angry. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Happen. He no fell out. Yeah. He no fell out. Have to call nine one one. Do they have to call nine one one? Yeah, call nine one one. Do they have to call? He fell out. Amen. Thank you, Father. Father. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We pray for your healing, Father, God, from the crown of your head. To the soles of your feet, Father yes, God. Yes, oh Lord God. Father God, the Caleb will be healed from the soles of your feet, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. All right. I pray that everything Amen. will be fine. In Prayer. the name of Jesus, name thank of you, Jesus. Father. We thank you yes. for what you're doing. Thank you, Father. Yes, Father God. Mm. Okay. Uh, slow to anger. Okay. And like I'm saying, I'm, to get back, things, in, things are going to come up in your life, and they're going to make you angry. Okay. 
You know, but just because it makes you angry, you know, it shouldn't make you fly off the handle and going to cause some great crazy commotion, you know, where you're cursing at your spouse, you know, you're harming someone and you're losing your temper and you're out of control. You know, things do come up in our life that cause us anger. The word talks about that. You know, we're talking about taking a step back, you know, taking a deep breath like I should have when she called me. You know, you need to make sure that you're not making the situation any worse than what it is. Because when, you know, when something is coming in your life that's not the greatest news or somebody do something, when you get angry, then stuff begins to escalate. Now, I can escalate, and then she can escalate, and then she can escalate. That's right. And now stuff is being said and being done that sometimes you, some some marriage you can't recover from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's why I was saying that, I was going to say that action, your action will cause a reaction. So if he's acting a certain way, it's going to cause me to have a reaction. Right. If, If I'm not walking in forgiveness. Especially in marriages. Especially in marriages, because we know how to push each other buttons easily. You know what I mean? When we say that, I don't push her buttons, and she doesn't push mine, because why do we do that? Why would we do that? Why would we push each other buttons? You know, we don't play those kind of games. Amen. 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 Okay. All right, so I'm going to read a scripture. We're going to read a scripture here. James. James 1, it's uh, 22 to 25. Oh, yep. See that? I know. She needs the glasses. Okay, okay. James 1, 22 to 25. Okay. And the word says, but prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, He is like a man who looks at his natural face in the mirror for once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides, there's that word again, by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. Amen. Amen. This man will be blessed in what he does. And I know all of you guys have heard that scripture a lot of times. And we're going to show you how we're correlating that with the power of forgiveness to restore marriage here. You know, I have a question. I have a question. How many of you guys have had an aha moment? An aha, like you, you're doing something, you're like, ah, oh, okay, an aha Do moment. Do you all know what aha means? Okay. You know. I got it, in other words. I got it, I got it. So as we was going through this lesson and we was teaching this lesson, you know, we got an aha moment. And we know that's the spirit of God, because as you study and you study and you study, he gives you stuff. And this is the aha moment. It's nothing new under the sun, so don't think I'm nothing adding anything new. to the word. Nothing I'm not adding anything. It's nothing new under the sun. So I'm going to read something. It says, 
The power of forgiveness to restore a marriage. I'm going to repeat myself. The power of forgiveness to restore a marriage is doing God's word. Couples, the power is doing God's word, not just hearing and not just what you know. Now, you come to church, you come to Bible study, and we listen to the word. And that's one thing. The word comes. Pastor is very practical when he teaches the word. So it's not real hard for us to understand it. We hear it. We receive it. And we understand it. The power comes when you apply it to your life. That's right. If you take that word and you hear it and you become fat off of it, and you just listen to it, and you're like, man, that word is so good. It was so good, and I understand exactly what you're saying. And you leave up out of here, and you don't apply it to your life. The power is not there to restore your marriage. That's right. If you want your marriage to be restored, you have to take the word and apply it to your marriage or apply it to that situation in order for the power that we're talking about, the power of forgiveness to restore marriage, God's word is the power. That's right. Not just us knowing it, mm-hmm. not just us understanding it, but us applying it. That's right. And you have to apply it. That's right. And you have to be, it tells you, it tells you in that scripture that we just read, you have to be an effectual doer, as Ronnie is saying, in order for the power of forgiveness to work in the marriage. You know, and as a doer, it requires action. You can't be a doer and not do nothing. That's right. That's cancels out the word, doer. You can't be a doer and not do nothing. Like the word says, you look at yourself in the mirror, like I was looking at myself in the mirror, the word of truth. And soon as you leave, you forget what you look like. You forget what you look like. You do all this stuff. You, You try to live right, try to do the right thing. You go to church. You pay your tithe, you give up your time and your money, and you try to do everything right. And then when it comes to forgiving your wife, you forget all about what the word says. That argument make you forget about everything. You mean, you've been living your life good for 20 years, but then y'all have mm-hmm. an argument, and you forget all about what the word says because you can't get past the forgiveness or mm-hmm. you forget, like we was talking about looking in the mirror, yeah, you forget yeah. what the word is saying. Amen. And we know that, you know, we're speaking of uh, forgiveness, and we know that forgiveness is hard for some of us to do than others. I mean, you know, there's some people that walks around and say, I'm sorry all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure you've probably seen some people that do that at work or, you know, maybe in your household, and they say, I'm sorry all the time. And then it could be something that really bothered you, and that person will get you and say, I'm sorry. And then you look, you know, next thing you know, they're walking off. They're walking off because they apologized. They've said what they had to say. And you're standing there like, really? Really? That's because we're allowing that thing to just enter in. And we're just keeping it. We're just keeping it. But we have to allow ourselves to not not let pride build in. Pride comes in when we don't walk in forgiveness. Amen. Pride comes in. And, you know, for some people, when... You know, you, you expect an uh, apology or you want your, how, your husband or whatever to apologize. Some, it's like pulling teeth. Because guess what? They refuse to say, I'm sorry. <laughs> Have y'all ever been around anybody that, you know, like you know they need to be apologizing about something, but they refuse to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
And you know, just because it's hard for us to do, it's hard for us to do, but still we have an obligation, obligation to, to do forgive. It. Yeah. Because it's what God's word says, that we ought to forgive. Yeah. We ought to walk in forgiveness. So it, it's, it's funny, but it, it happens to all of us. Yeah. And I know that each one of y'all know probably somebody, or you can relate to what we're saying here. Yeah. Amen. And we, we do know, we, Rose and I, we do understand that some forgiveness will take more work than others. Let's say you and your wife just had a, like a little argument over the, little, over the phone just like we did, for an example. Now, something like that, it's really easy for us to say, I'm sorry, forgive me, I didn't mean to snap, I didn't mean to do X, Y, Z. And then we can, you know, forgive each other and everything is over with. But now there's times when forgiveness may take some time yeah. and require additional work, like infidelity, mm -hmm. some sort of physical or mental abuse, or mm -hmm. things of that nature. When that kind of stuff happens, you know, you're not just going to say like we was on the phone, okay, you know, I she didn't went out and cheated on me and then she just told me, now, okay, forgive me, okay, we, before the sun go down, we fine. You know, it's going to take some time <laughs> You know what I mean? You understand what I mean? The scripture, right? It takes it's going to work. take some time and some work to get through that type of forgiveness. And it, and it really will, because, you know, you have to see, you know, it's going to require that you maybe work through with some professionals, mm -hmm. you know, and actually you need to see and be able to document that the person has changed over time. Right. You know, we're not telling about somebody to abuse you and just because you forgive them in your heart, now you can allow this abuse to continue and you saying, oh, they changed. People don't change that quick. That's right. Some people like that don't change that quick. And sometimes they do have to go to professionals and you need That's to right. make sure that the change is there. But you can begin to feel, you know, begin the, the um, forgiveness in your heart. Mm -hmm. So I understand that forgiveness may take some time. But what I said, like we, like we said in part one, you should always be working to get on the road of forgiveness. That's right. That's you should right. be working to get on the road of forgiveness. You do not want unforgiveness to settle inside of you and just take up residence and just lodge itself inside of you. Always be working, especially couples, always be working on staying in the process, you know, of forgiveness for each other. Yeah. Have that mindset That's right. that, you know, if y'all go through a major change in your life, the mindset is we're going to forgive each other. and We're going to be we're in the process of getting this thing back together. That's right. Be in that process, because sometimes forgiveness does take a little longer to come than other times. But but if you have the mindset, like we said, divorce is not an option for us. Mm -hmm. Just say, you know, when we go through a struggle or a change, we are going to forgive each other. Right. We're going to get on that road, on that process, whatever it takes, and we're going to be headed in that it. direction. That's right. Amen? Because it takes a lot more power, when you think about this, it takes a lot more power and strength to forgive than it takes to hold on to unforgiveness. It takes a lot more. Unforgiveness pulls your spirit, your soul, and your body down. Forgiveness, on the other hand, lifts. It lifts your spirit Elevation, and yeah. your soul and your body up. And you're able to walk in freedom. You're able to walk in freedom when you're walking in forgiveness. The word says to know the truth and the truth will set you free. That's what it says. So couples, you have to realize that it's so important that we learn to humble ourselves, humble our hearts, 
and that we always walk in the power of forgive forgiveness. forgiveness. And you know, I know tonight we, we basically spoke on marriages, but you know, if there's any singles and you're going through that, some type of forgiveness in your hearts, you know, it's related to you too as well. Amen. So prayerfully you had an ear to, to hear. hear what the spirit of the Lord was saying. Amen. You know, think about this. Think of this thought here. When Jesus was being nailed on the cross, and this is something else that kept coming up when we were studying, he said to the Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. That's in Luke 23, 34. What better act of forgiveness and restoration is that? You know, meaning when somebody's in the actual process of harming you, you're forgiving them. Normally, we give forgiveness after the fact, after we have gotten, you know, hurt, it's done, we thought about it, we figured it out and all, and then we say, okay, I'm all for forgiveness after you figure out all. He forgave, uh, right, forgave us right away in the middle of the process. Amen. 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 Um, before we stand and before I pray, um, we have a powerful song that we want you to guys to listen to. Um, it's by a gentleman named Matthew West called Forgiveness. Just listen to this song. Ear in the to words. hear. Ear to hear. It's the hardest thing to give away, and the last thing on your mind today. It always goes to those who don't deserve. It's the opposite of how you feel When the pain they caused is just too real Taste everything you have to say the word Forgiveness Forgiveness It flies in the face of all your pride It moves away the mad inside it's always anger's own worst enemy Even when the jury and the judge Say you got a right to hold a grudge It's the whisper in your ear saying set it free Forgiveness Set a prisoner free There is no end to what its power can do So let it go and be amazed By what you see through eyes of grace The prisoner that it really frees is you Forgiveness 
Thank you for listening to Pastor's Class. We hope you enjoyed this program. For more messages and Bible study teachings, please visit www.crossoverchurch.tv or give us a call at 301-927-5620. If you live in the D.C., Maryland, or Virginia area, come visit us at our home location, 5340 Baltimore Avenue, Hyattsville, Maryland, 20781. Pastors Class is a weekly Bible study that occurs Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. at our home location. We would love for you to join us. May God bless you and guide you as you continue to study to show thyself approved in the grace of Christ Jesus.